Good morning. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville. I'm your host, The Messenger. Once again, it's on on this episode. We're going to discuss um, Earl Simmons, aka GMX, Darkman X funeral. I just wanted to give my perspective. Um, I've been gone for a few few days now. Um, it's good to be back. I hope, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Um, I know it was pretty nice outside. The weather was pretty great in Jacksonville. Now, that being said, uh, let's talk about the funeral. Uh, you, we all have seen the funeral on social media. Um, the casket was like a red casket with gold trim, not with um, silver, si- silver handles. I'm just going to talk about the casket briefly, then I'm going to talk about the man, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. Darkman X from Yonkers, New York. Um, it was a great send-off. Um, this is why we as black men and black women, uh, but I'm going to focus on the men, first of all. We as black men, whether it's fame, whether it's money, women, we have to be in our square. Um, this man died a week ago. Um, he was very powerful. He was a very powerful man as far as his spirit, his drive, his intensity, his charisma. So he stayed in his square. He was on his square. He was, he would never change, you know, he never wavered, he never backed down. Whether you like GMX or not, one thing you cannot say about GMX, he was never a punk. He was never a seller. If he like you, he like you. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. I know he has some, um, some beef with um, Jay-Z, allegedly. So we don't know all the detail of that beef. Maybe because of the cipher they had back in, you know, the, the, mid, to, uh, the mid-90s in um, the Bronx, which a lot of people said DMX won the cipher, the battle rather. So that being said, I'm not here to, t- to, to go into that because I wasn't there. I didn't know all the detail of that cipher or the battle rather. But DMX is one of the best lyricists. Like I told you guys before, he, he's better than Jay-Z. That's just my take on it. Now, I'm not saying Jay-Z is not a, big, is not a great lyricist. He's also a great lyricist. But DMX, you know, he's one of one. He's, he's just, the way he come out on the mic, his delivery, everything is powerful. You feel the energy as soon as you hear his voice. Plus the bark, you know, you know barking like a dog. We have never heard the uh, MC bark like a dog and, and spit fire like that. We have never heard it. And we'll, we will never hear it again. After that, we will never find another MC like that. He one of one. Now, if you if you watch the funeral, uh, I think it was it was done at the Barclays Center downtown Brooklyn, New York. Um, the Barclays Center, that's where they held the funeral for G, um, Earl Simmons, aka DMX. Um, you heard Swiss Big spoke about um, the man himself. He said DMX was always himself. He never tried to be somebody else. He was never t- he was never a sellout. Um, he stayed himself. He had plenty of offers to make more money. And like I told you guys before, like I said, if DMX didn't take a break, I would say from the late 90s to the mid 2000s, he would have at least 10 number one records consecutively. I repeat consecutively. DMX, Earl Simmons, God, where is his soul? He would have 10 consecutive number one album if he didn't take a break. Jay-Z retired and Jay-Z came back. And he was in the same label as Jay-Z. He was in Def Jam. So if Jay-Z didn't, it didn't come back, you could make a great argument. DMX could have 10 consecutive albums, number one album. He had five, he could have 10 consecutive. And that's unheard of for any artist, pop or hip-hop. 
all country music, all rock and roll. That's unheard of to have an artist to have 10 consecutive number one album. It's, it's a very hard to do. It's not easy to do. Those of us who are in the, uh, the industry know what I'm talking about. So that being said, DMX, Earl Simmons, um, these children were there to pay their respect um, to their father. Um, it was a, a great sight to see that his children. I've never seen them um, first time I've seen them on, on live TV. So it was a great thing to see um, the motorcade going to the cemetery, riding around New York City in Yonkers and um, Mark Vernon. It was a great... And that's just show you the respect he had in the streets. Like I said, DMX pretty much bought the street to the mainstream. DMX bought the street to the mainstream. He was the first artist besides Jay-Z and you can say Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg back in the early 90s. When it comes to the late 90s, DMX was the, the artist that really bought the street. When you hear his rhyme, you hear his record, you're like, that's the street right there. He lived it. He, he, he was not a pretend. He was a real thug. He, he was not pretend to be somebody else. He was a real gangster. So a lot of those um, rappers, they pretend to be something they are not. GMX was never that. He was one of one. He always represent Y.O. Um, he bought the locks. He bought a lot of artists. I didn't know that. He bought a lot of artists. He put a lot of artists on. The locks was, is this what the, what's his name? Um, from the locks. What's his name? Jada Kiss said it. He said, man, doc, he bought Dragon. I didn't know Dragon from the Bronx. He went to the Bronx and got Dragon and put him on. Dragon said, if it wasn't for DMX, I wouldn't be nothing without this man. He put me on. You know, the locks. He put the locks on. Even though the locks, he was supposed to sign with um, Bad Boy, but Bad Boy at the time, he was on that Pretty Boy shit. So Puffy said, man, you know, that, that off, you know, that barking stuff, I'm not feeling that. It's too street, it's too, it's too hood. I can't mess with that. I'm on some pretty boy shit. So he left um, Bad Boy. He went to um, Def Jam. He could have, Puffy could have signed him. Puffy regretted to this day. Puffy regret that he didn't sign DMX. But it is what it is. Um, everything happened for a reason. We all know that. Um, like I said, this man, he, was, he, he touched a lot of people's um, lives. He touched a lot of people. Not only his immediate family, but around the world, he has so much love. And that's one thing I witnessed about the funeral yesterday. It's just all the love people were showing to him, you know, his family, his children. And you can hear Swiss Beat. That's, I think that's his cousin. Um, I don't know. His cousin, one of the producer cousin, one of the... Um, the guy that's the, in charge of the um, Rough Riders, uh, that's his, his nephew, rather. So, like I said, you know, they respect this man. They highly respect um, DMX. He have a lot of respect from his peers, from the street where he come from, for the whole world. They was respecting this man, paying him homage. I wish they had shown more love while he was alive. And that's what happened. You get more respect while you're gone than you when you're alive, which is kind of... Which this is kind of crazy, but that's how life is. People show you more respect when you're gone, and when you're alive, which is crazy. But that's how we do do it a lot of time. I wish we are showing more love. That's why it's good to give people their flowers while they're alive, not while they're dead, while they transition rather. It's good to give them their flowers now. Whether it's your parents, your family members, where there's a a coworker, a boss that that is being good to you. It's good to show appreciation and, and, and respect to them because you never know when they might be gone.
So it's good to give people their flowers while they're alive. So there's a lot, there's a lot of take away from this uh, funeral um, this past Saturday. There's a lot of take away from it. Um, you know, Dragon spoke about it. Trisby spoke. Eve spoke. Um, how he went and got Eve. And he met her in L.A. I didn't know. I thought he met her in Philly. No. He met her in California. And that's how he, he, he liked her. And then he signed her to um, Wolf Riders. So DMX was, he was Wolf Rider. That's why when he left, the whole company fell apart. Because he was the head of that company. He was the one that, he was the one that was bringing all this revenue. Now, I'm not saying the other artists didn't sell records. Eve sell like millions of records herself, one can argue. Dragon, I think he went gold. His first album went gold. So they were hot, man. If you listen to Rough Riders from, what, I would say from 97, 98, 97-ish, they was right behind Cash Money and, um, you know, Hot Boys. You know, Hot Boys was hot, but you can make anything from, if you're from the East Coast, or the Northeast, you know Rough Riders was hot in the street. Every album they dropped was hot. It was a hit. Every album they dropped from Eve to Dragon to DMX to Sweets Beat, every record they were dropping was hot shit. It was hot shit. They dropped hot album every time. That's why when DMX left the record label, they lose a lot of revenue and they, they went bankrupt. So that being said, this man was an icon not only for the culture, but for the whole, you know, for the whole community of Mount Vernon. He was an icon. You know, the locks look up to him. You know, all the artists, even Jay-Z look up to DMX. He won't say it in public, but he look up to DMX because DMX even said it. He said, you know, he, wanna, you know, he stopped me from, from dropping my album. Now, if Jay-Z didn't come out of retirement, man, I'll tell you. DMX could have 10 consecutive number one records. Even Earth Gotti will tell you that. Earth Gotti was, is the one that brought DMX to, um, to uh, Def Jam. Earth Gotti would have said, yes, I agree. I can concur to what this man just said in this podcast. If Jay-Z didn't come out of retirement, DMX would have 10 consecutive number one platinum record. I bet money on that. And at those days, you know, I was, you know, I would listen to Nas and Jay. And Jay, you know, Jay dropped um, Wizardable Dot back in 96. That didn't go platinum right away. It took a while for it to go platinum. Matter of fact, it went gold after two years. DMX went platinum right off the gate. <laughs> he went platinum right off the rip. This man, I think he sold like 250,000 units the first week. He, he was dropping a lot of records. He was selling a lot of records. Now, when it comes to Hollywood, you know how I feel about this, about them when you listen to this podcast. Now, his masters, I don't know what's going to happen to his masters. Like I said, um, shout out to Swiss Beats. It's good for us to have a will um, before we pass on, transition on, uh, especially those of us who have money. Whether you're not rich, but you still got to have a will um, to allocate your, 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 your funds, your, your stuff to your children or your wife's. So it's good to have him. Now, granted, DMX have over 17 children. And he have a good friends that can take care of his children for him. Like, I like what um, Swiss Beats say. really touched my heart. Say, man, I got you, dog. I got you. You're good. Your children are good. I'm going to make sure they're good. And that's a true friend. You know, DMX had, like, you know, all the hits that he had, was most of them came from Swiss Beat, from the, the Rough Island Anthem, a lot of those, all of them, 
uh, you know, party up here. All those beats was made by Swiss Beats. If you didn't be known to a lot of people, a lot of people didn't know that it was Swiss Beat that was um, producing those records. Unbeknownst to a lot of us. So that being said, this man was an icon not only for the culture but for the whole, you know, for the whole Northeast, for the whole, you know, New York State rather. So we he's gonna be truly missed. Me, I'm gonna miss him. I'm truly gonna miss Dr. Man X. Um, like I said, we're not gonna talk about his drug problem, his woman, you know, stuff like that. I'm not gonna talk about that. You know, that's really petty right now. I ain't gonna discuss that. I'm just gonna discuss the legacy, the man, is the legend himself, the, the you know, the man. You know, he fought, he was fun a lot of demons, like uh, like Swiss Beat said. You know, he was praying for everybody, but he couldn't find a prayer for nobody was praying for him. So, like I said, he, he had a, that strong warrior spirit. There's only a few people that have those spirit. He he had that spirit. Now he could have made hundreds of millions of dollars. He could have. But he was never a sellout because, you know, when you in Hollywood, there's a lot of stuff they actually do, you know, bend down and get, you know, there's a lot of stuff they actually do. You, you have to be strong minded, spiritually strong minded and mentally strong to overcome those things. And plus, a lot of those celebrities have access to drugs, to money, to women to you know a lot of stuff you know cars you know jewelry all those things they have access they have access of those they have access to all those things so if you're not really grounded mentally and spiritually grounded you're going to partake and that's why a lot of those artists they, they they crumble after a few years because they were they run them to the ground and he said i'm in i'm the i'm in end of this i'm not part of the industry i'm just in the industry so he knows what the industry is all about and then he have exposed a lot of things. And like I said, I, I'm not gonna buy this this so, um, so-called drug overdose. I don't think Darkman X, um, Earl Simmons died of drug overdose. I think he was killed. That just, allegedly, allegedly. But they, all those celebrities, they always have, it's like, what is the coincidence? They always die of drug overdose. Hello, you guys don't see the, 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 the thing, the same story over and over? Um, this so-and-so died of drug overdose. Where's the toxicology? I want to see the toxicology report from the morgue, from the corners. I want to see the toxicology report from the corners. This man did not die of drug overdose. If you believe that, you're a fool. You're El Pendejo, you're El Tupido. If you really believe that, DMX died of, of drug overdose. Nah, negative. Negative. This guy was about to drop another album. He was looking forward to, to do another movie. So how could he be have all those things going on? Then he's gonna kill himself? Come on, man. Use common sense, people. Use common sense. Like I say, common sense isn't common anymore. Come on. This guy did not die of drug overdose. That's a lie. That's a misnomer. He did not die of drug overdose. If you believe that, you have no brain cells in your brain. If you really believe that. So that being said, those of us who are DMX, Earl Simmons son, uh, fans around the world, especially in, in the United States, and you know, it's a big loss for us. It's a big loss for YO. It's a big loss for the Locks. It's a big loss for Streets Beat, who did most of his beats. It's a big loss for his children, because those children, they look up to, to them. They look up to him. And he had a relationship with his children, unbeknownst to the public. He did. He wasn't always there like he should, but he had a relationship with the children. 
Now, Sammy Tilton, that's a lot of children to keep up with. But he was, he had a relationship with his children. I was really impressed by his, his daughter, by his son. His son was, you know, he spoke really profoundly about his dad, the relationship they had, you know, when he was alive. So it was a lot of stuff to hear. I was like, wow, he really had a relationship with his children, unbeknownst to a lot of people. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX, had a great relationship. Now, his ex-wife, you know, she spoke about him being a man. You know, they have their fallouts. You know, they start dating when they were teenagers, so they have their fallouts. And they grow as adults. They mature as adults. So he said, no, he, was, he, had, he had a good heart. This man had, like, like Swiss Beaks said, he had $30 million in his bank account. He's in the street eating with the homeless. Who does that in that caliber of celebrity? Who you know as an A-plus celebrity or B-plus celebrity who go to the hood, to the hood now, not just to the regular street, to the freaking hood, to the gutter, to the slum, and have dinner with a homeless person? No, you have not seen that. Maybe a few. And if he does something, he doesn't brag about it. And I tell you guys all the time, whether you're a celebrity or you're just average citizen, when you do something for somebody, whether it's a poor anybody, it's not good for you to go and brag about it on Instagram or, or Facebook. It's not good. And those of us who are so-called Christian love to do those things. Oh, I did this and so. No, nobody cares. You help somebody out, good for you. Don't be bragging about it because tomorrow you might be in the same predicament. You have to be mindful of that. You might be in the same predicament tomorrow, next year, next month, next week. So you never know. You might be in the same predicament. So don't you need to get up. We need to get up our high horses and stop looking down on those of us who doesn't have it as of now, right now. You never know what the future holds for none of us. None of us what the future holds. Only God knows. So this is why you have to bestow respect on everybody. Everybody, poor, young, black, green, yellow, it doesn't matter. You have to be so respect on everybody. And that's how you get your respect back. So DMX was, was a man of integrity. He was charismatic. He was one of the greatest lyricists of this generation, one can argue. The people, he was a people person. He was a people person. What do I mean by that? He can talk to anybody at anywhere and they will still feel his energy. And his spirit was real, he, was, he had a strong, like I say, he had a warrior spirit. This man, from what I understand, I've listened to a lot of his interview, he had a lot of demons he was bottling. And he had overcome most of them. You see, he was looking, you know, looking forward to his second uh, phase of his life. He died at 50. So 50, you know, is young. It's not, it's not, it's not that the guy died 80 years old, the guy died 50. He was looking forward to his second uh, half of his life. So granted, he had transitioned to, to another life. So RIP to um, Darkman X, Earl Simmons. So like I said, this man right here, he is one of one, one of one. He come one of, once in every generation. Just like Michael Jackson, just like Mike Tyson, just like Muhammad Ali, those people are one of one. They only come once in a generation. And DMX was one of one. He only come once in a generation. We'll never find another DMX again. So shout out to his family. My condolences going to his wife, all his children, all of them. Shout out to all his children. Shout out to his fan. I'm one of his fans. Shout out to Swiss Beat, who make most of his records. Rough Rider family, uh, Locks, you know, all of them. Dragon. 
all of them. Shout out to Eve. I know you guys are grieving DMX right now. It's a hot pill for you guys to uh, swallow because he was the head. He was the head of that whole crew. He was the man. He was the head. Everything had to go to DMX. But it's a big L for them. It's a big L for them. And you can tell the sentiment while you was watching the program yeah, on, on Friday, I think Friday or Saturday, because I was at work. So I had to speak on about that. Um, once again, you can follow me on Instagram. That's copper colored American. That's copper underscore colored underscore American. You can also follow me on Twitter. That's at John Rosenberg. You can follow me on Facebook at John Rosenberg. Once again, it's on. I want to get a million listeners per, per day. So that's my objective for this podcast. A million listener per day. Once again, you guys have a great week. Take care. One love.